What? You know that kid or something? I hope his pants get caught in a bloodbath ensues. What is with you today? Don't get me wrong, I don't wish the kid harm, but his mother should suffer that horrific ordeal so she'll learn how to manage her child. Sort of a harsh lesson, don't you think? Man, there's not a year goes by, not a year, that I don't read about some escalator accident involving some bastard kid that could have been easily avoided had some parent, I don't care which one, but some parent conditioned him to fear and respect that escalator. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome, people, to uh, episode 105 of uh, At Dude and a Monkey, um, one of the official film rant podcasts, uh, which we'll be telling you more about very shortly. Uh, I am your host, Mark Foster, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Ian Loring. I am uh, being completely swayed by marketing and drinking a damn cold can of cause light. I, I I must admit I I can easily get through a a career of cause in a night uh, cause light in a night. It is my if I'm not drinking ale at home, it's my tipple of choice. Uh, there. It, it, the thing is, it's four percent exactly. as opposed to Budweiser's four point eight, but it's probably got about the same level of flavour. Yes, exactly. So, but like the, the ABV is less, which is good for this kind of session, you know, so keeping it a little bit more laid back. Cool, and, and we are joined by a guest. Announce yourself. Hello, my name is Noel. Hello, Noel. We're joined again by Noel Meller, a.k.a. Film Rant, um, to discuss, uh, well, we're going to discuss the film Spring, uh, which is described as a supernatural horror romance sci-fi film. Uh, from Justin Benson and uh, Aaron Moorhead. We're going to chat some 101 news, and uh, me and Ian are going to get into the first of us our yet untitled Police Academy Marathon. Uh, we will also chat some trailers. We haven't had any questions, so we're not going to fucking answer any of those. Um, and we'll probably go off on our usual tangent. But first, no, explain to the people one of the reasons why you are here. Well, yes, we're, um, <clears throat> we... You, you kind of teased it a little bit on, on previous episodes as to what was going on and um, basically on the back of um, 
our discussions about the 100 Club, uh, which for those who uh, weren't paying attention on, on the last episode of, of this podcast, is basically our sort of, you know, our canon of 100 uh, Blu-rays that we will have uh, above all others, um, or, you know, with no others included in, in some circumstances. Um, so it, on the back of that, um, I decided that, you know, I think it was a really good idea for some articles and some interesting stuff around that. Um, and so I just figured my particular site, myfilmrant.co.uk website, has been sat kind of idle for a while. It's been half sort of used to host the odd podcast and sort of talk a little bit about Adventures in VHS when I've got something to talk about, but it's really not being utilised. Um, and I just figured if I was going to start putting up some articles on there around this uh, 100 Club idea, it'd be a good idea to invite uh, yourselves um, to, to kind of join in on that. So um, Ian and Mark, obviously, and, and, and Mike from Chinstroker versus Punter as well. Um, so once that sort of idea came up, and I just thought, let's all sort of have our, uh, our 100 Club articles on Film Run. Um, I just figured, well, why don't we kind of, you know, strengthen numbers, podcasts and any articles that we want to write, um, just pile them all onto that one one site. So um, <clears throat> we're basically, or, um, or I'm basically, with with us now together, uh, a sort of relaunch in filmrant.co.uk. Filmrant.co.uk is not me anymore. It's us. It's a place for us all to collectively be and write blog posts and um, post whatever we want, podcasts, articles, whatever. Um, <clears throat> and it's kind of also a bit of... Because uh, we talk a lot um, between ourselves about some of our frustrations with movie blogging um, and some of, some of our frustrations with how movie blogging has gone and... Um, and how sort of uh, how social media has affected it, and, and you know some of the more neg- negative aspects of of movie blogging and movie bloggers. Um, so relaunching the site is also kind of an opportunity to stop moaning about that type of thing mm. and actually do something about it. Yeah. So it's like it's basically us going, all right, well we're all going to get together, we're all going to write for this one site, we're all going to post our podcasts on this site. And they are going to be pod- they are going to be um, articles and podcasts of a certain quality that will not fall into the trappings that are uh, the things that frustrate us about um, about the movie blogging uh, world as it is as it is now. It's kind of a nut up or shut up. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Nice. And it's kind of it's it's me going the other way as well because you know earlier on this year I was saying look once. Once this book's, once I'm finished playing around with this book thing and everything, I don't want to do any more podcasts or any more writing. I'm fucking done with the internet. I'm sick of it. And I, I realised a big part of that was just the fact that I was getting so annoyed and frustrated with the way other people behave online. So it's you know it's turning a negative into a positive and just going, we're not going to do that type of thing. We're going to write the stuff that we want to write in in the way we want to write it, and we're not going to. Uh, we're not going to be dicks, basically. So that's a lovely way of putting it, man. The negative into a positive. I think so. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Like, if we, I mean, we've all been very like vocal on social media or on podcasts about what pisses us off yeah. about about blo- the blogging, the film blogosphere, as and the Twitter sphere as it is. And it, it is just like, well, why don't you do something about it then? And you know, I, I, I think Noel's kind of kindled a very interesting. Uh, thing here, which hopefully is going to be uh, good fun to read and good fun to contribute to. I don't see why not. 
No, yeah. I, I'm you know very looking, much looking forward to it. It's, it's a place like you say where we can all get out. Just general, not only the podcast and things like that, but thoughts. That we're not sort of we're not tying ourselves down to having um, writing about the latest Blu-rays out or the latest films that are out. It, it is just this came into my head. Right. Well, that's it. It, it might then, happen to be a review of the latest fucking steelbook or. But, it, but it's because like you that. want to do it. Yes, yeah. Not because somebody's. Not because a PR company have offered me a copy of it. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, as well, is it, it's you know we know ourselves from from Eat Sleep Live Film in the past. Eat Sleep Live Film was a great site, but mm. it took Jordan an awful lot of work to organise and stuff like that, and make sure that people were sort of covering, you know, covering things every week so that everything was getting done. Um, that's a lot of work and you know we all remember that so what this is basically is there's no itinerary there's no um, right you know nobody's covering Fast and Furious 7 this week we need to get somebody to cover it it doesn't work like that it's just like if you wanted to cover Fast and Furious 7 and write something about it write it if you want to write something about um, some Mario Bava film or, or try and compare um, uh, Anchorman to fucking uh, some French New Wave film, whatever fucking whatever pops into your head, and you, and you feel you want to write about, then write about it. And it doesn't have, you know, I'm not saying to everybody you need to write one article a week or two articles a week or or, or, or whatever. It's just when something is on your mind, then this this is a place to, to to put it so that we're all doing that. And hopefully, if we're all doing that enough, then we've got enough stuff going out there that people sort of get to know that we're a, we're a we're a film website that they can kind of trust not to dick them around with uh, well with some of the things that we'll talk through in a minute so. yeah because we, we have we have an actual a manifesto as it would be uh, of what we're going to do and what we're not going to do what you're not yes. going to get from Film Rant uh, and what you are going to get from Film Rant uh, and you know part of that is we want it to be I mean, no, you'll go through it. You, you might as well go through it now rather than me trying to explain it. Yeah, well, I think... Well, it's basically... It's a seven-point... Well, it's a seven-point manifesto. It's based on the things that we did at length between ourselves like quite a lot over the, you know, over the years, frankly. Mm. Um, so I'll do this. I'll just kind of... I'll read out the first point and then I guess we can kind of talk about each... if if you like if you want to do it that way yeah. Um, so yeah the, the first point the first point on this manifesto and this will by the time this uh, by the time this podcast goes out uh, this will be up and online so if you go to filmrant.co.uk um, the front page will basically be as usual the place for all the sort of latest articles to pop up but then across the top there's uh, just a menu of pages so there's a page for this manifesto uh, a page for the people who are contributing to it and who they are uh, a page for the podcast if you just want a quick link to you know to one of the podcasts that are listed on there um, but yeah if you do want to see this this will be up by the time this podcast goes out um, so so by all means have a look at it and the first point on this seven point manifesto um, is kind of something that's a bit of a hangover from Eat Sleep Live Film I think uh, or a carryover if you like um, and, and that's that we don't do news so we don't regurgitate press releases we don't turn celebrity tweets or comments from Vin Diesel into articles about what films he may or may not be in. Um, we're not over-analyzing, over-analyzing comments from 
Simon Pegg when he's talking about a film that he's releasing this week about Star Trek Three. It's it's not about the minutiae of 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 stuff. It's not about superhero casting. It's it's nothing like that. We're not posting links to the latest trailers. We don't give a fuck about news. Um, the reason that we kind of implemented this um, initially at Eat Sleep Live Film was because it's just a fucking waste of time more than anything else. You know, there is if there is a rush to... The internet is a place where there's a rush to be first with everything. We know that. Um, and the truth of the matter is, is we would like to write articles that are of some value. So if... Um, somebody is cast in a new Marvel superhero movie by the time any one of us could write a piece that was worth reading that would be old news um, people don't want a massive editorial piece when somebody's cast as Ant-Man or whatever um, they just want the facts and they want the information and nowadays the internet being what it is that news is old news within five minutes. So it's pointless, and then, and then right? the day after you get ten things you need to know about the exactly. new Marvel casting or something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So there's the reporting of the news, and then there's the the over analysis of the news, or you know, one line of dialogue that. Oh, sorry, one thing that a certain person has said, and what can be attributed to that? You know, um, do we have we learned? like so much more about the Superman versus Batman just by this one tweet or something like that we're not interested in doing that we're just interested in doing sort of you know good quality editorial copy and it, sometimes it might relate to something that's going on in the news you know it, it may be no, newsworthy but it's not going to be just regurgitation of press releases or, or other things that are going on in the news no yeah, no, I mean that, that's that's exactly it. I mean, it it's I, 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 I have nothing else to say. Yeah, no, absolutely. Sorry, I was going to say something, and then I just thought I'm not going to overanalyze this. Let's just move on. <laughs> um, right. So the other thing, and I just realised I'm looking at the old version of this. What? What have I done here? Um, right. Give me a second. Because um, the previous version that Noel was going to talk about had a no Jews clause. Yes, it did, yeah. <laughs> but then I, I, a few of us vetoed it. Yeah, because you realised it would be virtually impossible to talk about Hollywood without doing that. Uh, right, got it. Okay. Um, yeah, so the second one is... Um, this is kind of... This is one that came up that we chatted about this week. Um, we're not covering TV. Um, okay. no. You know... We'll, we can talk a little bit about this, but basically, um, my feelings are this is nothing against TV in general. We all like TV shows and watch TV shows. It's just, you know, there's no point trying to be all things to all people. We're a film blog, we talk about films. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. There's just too many. There's, there's a lot of places out there you can read about TV. We're, we're going to be a, a film blog. That's. There's a lot of That's film it. sites where you can read a lot about TV and the convergence of the formats, yeah, fine, whatever. I just... It, it's it, it's different stuff. I, like, I, I mean, this was something I kind of pushed for specifically, to be honest. And I was the same with Eat Sleep Live Film as well. I remember once somebody said they wanted to do an article about the game L.A. Noir, and I think my email, my email reply was just, no, fuck off. <laughs> so it, 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 it's something I felt strongly about. I don't feel as strongly about it these days, frankly. I mean, Christ, I'm going on Shinstroker versus Punter on the beginner's guide to X Files, 
series. I haven't been on that show for four and a half years, and my, my first appearance in that time is going to be talking about TV. So, you know, but it's just like Noel says, it's a film site. It, it's about film. There is a lot of good quality stuff about TV elsewhere on the internet. It, it, I'm, I'm, it's not the game of, okay, let's talk about TV because it's the hot thing right now. Let's do a 20-page spread about Game of Thrones instead of covering films like we're supposed to, Cop Empire. Um, and, you know, let's just focus down on the stuff that people actually come to a site about films for. Yeah. yeah. And I was kind of sharing my own thoughts about this uh, with, you, with you just this week as well. I, you know, I... We've we've all seen websites and publications, publications in particular, sort of differentiate the stuff that they do. So now a lot of film magazines will cover movies, a lot of music magazines will cover movies or video games, or you know they they mix they mix things up, and that's because there's a lot going on in in the digital and print world at the moment, and people are scared, and so they realize you know. If it's if it's cool to talk about Game of Thrones or Fast and Furious Seven, and you're a music blog, then there's less fear about doing that now. Um, but I think for us, let's just concentrate on the thing that we are hopefully knowledgeable about and care about, and then hopefully good stuff will come from that. Um, again, it's like we may reference TV programs if 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 the the reference is relevant when we're talking about certain you know movie things it's just you're not going to don't expect a season recap of, of Game of Thrones uh, uh, um, season 4 it's, it's not going to happen it's, so. it's not going to be what do the dragons in Game of Thrones tell us about the financial crisis in Greece exactly. yeah precisely uh, yeah um <laughs> I, is that a reference to an actual article somewhere, or is, is that just a plucked out of nowhere? Cause, it's, I mean, it just cause like it you really imagine that surprise going to pop up in a few weeks. You know, somebody, somebody's written that. Or, somebody has written that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it wouldn't really, really wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, so the third point then, uh, which ties in uh, to that quite nicely, um, and I've, I've invented a word for this one. Uh, <laughs> I've invented a word. I'm pretty sure I invented this word. I've not Googled it to check, but I'm pretty sure I invented this word. Um, we do not specubate. Specubate. Yeah. Specubate. Um, right, so basically, um, I have a, a background in web journalism, and there are, well, a background in journalism, and it annoy, certain things annoy me. And one of the things that annoys me in particular is when film blogs, I'm sure other blogs and publications do it, when they stick a question mark at the end of a statement and make a news story out of it, um, you can't do that. That's not. That's not. That's that's. You can't do that. That's not. That's not in the rules. So, the example I've given on the actual uh, manifesto is just the, because it was the first two things that popped into my head. Strange that it was Jeff Goldblum cast as Plastic Man? Question mark. <laughs> so yes, it would be great if Jeff Goldblum was cast as Plastic Man, but if he hasn't been then you can't put that in a headline and sticking a question mark on the end of it doesn't justify it um, so the point is is a headline like that is, is speculation so we're not this ties into the the news stuff we're not talking about rumors we're not talking about um, uh, things that might be happening talks that are ongoing for different things and stuff we're not talking about stuff that's speculation um, we're also not doing hit bait, so you're not going to see ten terrifying movies that you've never seen, or um, I 
fucking I'm fucking hate those articles. I mean, as, that... a, as, as a genuine thing, it, it really is one thing that drives me mad. The ten things you didn't know about Pulp Fiction. The fuck do you know what the fuck I know yeah, about Pulp precisely. Fiction? So part of it is part of it is the fact that list articles have been run, and you know, part of part of this is because of the industry that I work in, but. List articles have been run into the fucking ground, and they have been for some time now. Um, and they're purely they're purely clickbait. They're 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 put out there so that people, when people search for specific things, your article pops up first. Or if it's something like ten terrifying movies you've never seen, or ten things you didn't know about Pulp Fiction. There's also the fact that that's kind of condescending. Mm. The amount of times I've clicked on a, a link that says something like 10 cult movies you, you've, you, never, you've seen. never seen yeah. and it's like are you fucking are you joking yeah. mate like, you look, look at it and you go blue velvet really yeah exactly really? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're not speculating and we are not creating hit bait articles so uh, to, to bond those two words together as as knobheads do um, <laughs> I've come up with the word speculation uh, we are not speculating <laughs> I, just, I just, I think the the thing is, is we want, of course, we want people to come and read the stuff that we're putting up there. Of course, we want people to share that. We want people to engage in the conversation. I just don't want to be one of those blogs that tricks people into it, or that plays games. It's like if if there's an interesting idea and we felt like talking about it in an article, then that should be enough. Yes. Um, Absolutely. Alright, point four. Um, we don't... Oh, God, this is where it gets a bit angry. Um, <laughs> we don't have an agenda. So, um, one of the things that frustrates me about some film bloggers is the people who people who treat this not as a hobby. Um, people who are fishing for something, I don't know what, but, um, you know, we're not careerist bloggers, we're not looking to get a poster quote, we're not uh, out there pushing ourselves into uh, into people's pockets and stuff this is pure, there is no agenda this is purely people writing words about films because they like words, they, they like films and you know the basis of what they the basis of what we write is not about having an agenda, it's not about us wanting to align ourselves with a particular um, movement or buzz around one film or another. It's this is all our own opinions, written for the sake of writing it because that's what we want to do. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean it's um, the careerist blogger thing. I think is um, is one that's becoming more and more a thing of late mm. as well. Um, there are no. I, do you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go into any more specifics because there is an example we're all thinking of but I don't want to really talk about it because I think that particular person is actually alright in other senses so I think it would be a little unfair to uh, talk about them yeah, I, think I, I, I get what you're saying for sure. I just I think it's just it's just remembering that you know I mean people who people who blog as, as some sort of careerist thing I don't really know what career that they're that they're going for. If you know, if they're hoping for something in the industry, I'm not really sure how that works. I stand up in front of students and tell them that they should have a blog because it will help their career. Now, 
that's because it will teach them to be a better writer and it will it will hone their skills and it will um, you know force them to engage with certain things that are going on in the news and, and it will it will allow them to sort of get to know people and, and stuff like that that said that's not me telling them to, that, that they can have a career as a film blogger because I don't really think that's a thing um you, you should you should do what Mark Wahlberg does in The Gambler. Have you seen The Gambler? Yet? I haven't seen The Gambler. No. Right. Seriously, that film's not amazing, but it's a, it is worth it for this one speech that he gives his students. <laughs> about, about, yeah, yeah, about maybe half an hour into the film. Like seriously, it will make you cry with laughter. I reckon it, it is. It is actually in, in a film which is just not very good at all. It's a very amusing scene um, in the film. Yeah. It'd be a great short film of itself. Seriously, I'd, I'd genuinely like to know what your reaction is if you get around to the game. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely getting around. Talking about. I'm definitely getting around to it. Is that is the rest of that film not a good film then? No, it's it's okay. I, I thought it was okay. Yeah, it's just no, it, it's there's barely any arc to it. No, it, it, it just by the end of it, it's kind of like the point of that was dot dot dot. Yeah, but, it's, um, it's, it's absolutely watchable. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I need from a Mark Wahlberg. I, I love Mark Wahlberg, so I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Fucking hell. I rewatched Fair the other week, like, you know what I mean? I, so, I, I watched, rewatched Fair the other week. I fucking Doesn't love Doesn't he think of Reese Witherspoon on a roller coaster in that? <laughs> yes, he does, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh. Um, the, just the moment where he comes to the, to the front. Yeah, it's in the trailer, I think, as well, but the moment where he comes to the, to the front door. And the dad's like behind the front door looking through the peephole. And he goes, We're gonna be in a fucking house! Yeah, anyway. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, um, fourth point is that we don't have an agenda, but the fifth point is um, that we also don't have a map. So, um, yes, we've got this kind of manifesto to sort of remind us not to not to fall into the the traps that um that we feel it, uh, are bad things about film blogging and social media um but beyond that there as i've said already there are no real rules there are no real schedules we post what we want when we want um if we have things to promote and i'm not afraid to use that word you know if one of us is selling <coughs> a book for example that's fine <laughs> If we have podcasts that we're trying to push in front of people, that's fine. If uh, one of us further down the line has a film that he wants to promote on there, it's it's fine. This is this is where we are and where we live and we we write our stuff. So whatever we want, whatever pops into our head or whatever it is that we are currently talking about or projects that we're involved in, this is where you'll find it. Um, the only rule is you know these points, and if we do. Um, trip over ourselves and, and, and accidentally do something that people think contravenes one of these points, then just fucking tell us because it's call not us like, out on it. Call yeah, us too. out on it, and we'll 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 fucking justify ourselves or we'll apologise. So you know that's 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 the point, and it, that sort of point five leads into point six as well, which is is um, more of the same. Point six, our home is our castle. So 
Um, that's kind of what I was saying with that. There's going to be everything on there. There's going to be plenty of editorial pieces to chew on. Uh, there's going to be plenty of regular podcasts because obviously, Dude and the Monkey's going to be on there. That's a regular podcast. And uh, Chintaroka versus Punnett is going to be on there. That's a regular podcast. Uh, eventually, VHS is going to be on there. That's not a regular podcast. Um, but you know, it, there's there's going to be plenty of stuff on there, um, and we hope that sort of by placing all of our bits in in one place, it makes us a bit stronger and it gives us a bit. You know, it gives us one platform that we can all kind of shout from. So, um, so that's the plan. Cool, sweet. Uh, so, launching this week. Yeah, and the the seventh the seventh and final point is kind of just a throwaway point, really. But um, if people do hear this or read this this um, manifesto and think that it's something that they want to be a part of, um, if you want to write for their site, like just. Or, publish your podcast there if you have artwork that you do that's film related or music that you do that's film related or whatever like we're we're open to hearing from people so the the seventh point is if you want to if you like the sound of this then you know we we are more than happy to to sort of have a look at having you on board so so that's that damn right Absolutely. Cool. So yes, so we we launch like uh, Ian was saying, we launch Friday, don't we? Yeah. So um, what we'll do is uh, this manifesto will be up sort of on Friday, and um, the first uh, of my uh, 100 club articles will be up. So um, it'll basically be an introduction to the idea of the 100 club, and what that is, and who's involved, and why we're doing it, and why we think it's a good idea, and why we think it's fun. Um, and I know both of you have got sort of articles that are incoming as well, so those will just sort of pop out um, in the days that follow. Um, and other podcast, like basically, one, once when podcasts are going live as well, we'll just put a little post up there as well. Um, so, in short, really, like probably the the, the best thing to do is uh, my Twitter account, Film Rant. Um, everything will be will be going from there. Um, so, I mean. I guess I'm sort of I'm sort of turning over my um, social media account really to to this now, and it's you know if you see the odd random tweet on there that isn't a link to an article, that'll be me probably drunk, but um, <laughs> at the same time it, you know Film Rant will essentially be the Twitter account of this website, and everything that we do uh, will be put out through there. So if you are if you are keen on keeping up on what we're doing, that's probably the that's probably the, the the thing to keep an eye out for. Basis. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, so, well, we'll get into that. Was that? And we hope you're all very excited. Uh, and any feedback, either get it into the website in the comments section, uh, and get a dialogue going via that, or uh, by all means, um, send it into ourselves, and we'll 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 take it on board and probably even read them out on here. Um, yeah. Guys, uh, what trailers have you been watching this week? There's been a, a, a couple come out, but not loads. No, do you want to start? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've watched a few actually, unusually for me. Um, the, I suppose, uh, the first one that everybody will have seen will have been the Spectre one. Um, the James Bond teaser for Spectre. Yes. Uh, James Bond's a funny one with me because I'm not the biggest James Bond fan in the world and, uh, I don't get excited about the prospects of a new James Bond film and, I'm pretty sure I haven't seen Quantum of Solace. Like that's how 
not bothered I am about James Bond. I can't really remember whether I watched Quantum of Solace or not. There's a, there's a good scene at the opera, and that's about it with Quantum of Solace. I, I quite like Quantum of Solace. I, I, I really don't... I'm, the fact that I don't remember a single thing about it, and the fact that I know for a fact I didn't see it at the cinema, makes me think that I've not seen it. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, I literally had a bit of time to kill, and there was some, some new trailers up, and... Um, Spectre looks alright. I wouldn't say I'm excited for it because it's it's a Bond film. I don't really get excited for them, but it looks interesting enough. And the last Bond film was okay, so I'm 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 a little worried about Spectre um, because it I don't know. It, it's like they they've been saying that they're gonna try and like lighten the tone and maybe harken back to some classic Bond, but at the same time, the trailer kind of seems dour as fuck. And coupled with the fact that, like, the Sony hacks and whatnot basically released emails saying that they've got no idea what they're doing with the final act. Um, who, I mean, they might well have fixed it and it might be great, but I, it, I, I don't know. It just, it looks all a bit, a little bit generic mystery organisation. It, 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 I thought it looks all right. It looks I'm like, like no, I'm not somebody who gets really excited about the Bond movies. It looked all right, but it didn't feel very Bondy to me. Yeah, it yeah. felt like it felt a little bit more like you say, like a kind of espionage um, film, but not a Bond espionage film. But yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's a fucking teaser. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it because it's yeah, Sam Mendes made. Mm, the, potentially the best Bond ever. I, I, I'd have to think about that, but certainly up there with Skyfall. Daniel Craig completely is Bond. That is no question about it. And the, the, the cast is really interesting. I mean, Dave Bautista is like the main henchman. That's cool. Hmm. And, you know, Christoph Waltz as, as probably the bad guy. That's cool. You know, and Monica Bellucci is a Bond girl. That's great. That, that, you know, and, and Leah Sidhu is, is a Bond girl. Yes, please. You know, it, Mon- Monica just... Bellucci is a Bond girl, though. Sort of, it, it's almost a bit like, oh, did that not already happen? Yeah. Uh, sh- no, well, surely, surely it, she's been cast it, as a Bond girl. I, I, I think it's one of those where they went, well, we couldn't cast her ten years ago when everyone thought we should be casting her because every yeah. time we tried to, she just took her clothes off. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's kind of reminiscent of Sophie Marceau in the world is not enough. Um, in 1999, I mean, like, apparently, I, I think Monica Bellucci's going to be, like, the oldest Bond girl ever or something, but so- Sophie Marceau turned out to be a, a bad girl in, in that spoiler alert for The World Is Not Enough. Um, but, so, and I, I don't know, I'm kind of thinking they might go a similar way with Monica Bellucci, but, uh, I, yeah, I mean, that's, the, I, I agree, though, it does seem like she should have been, like, three films ago, but the, the, those elements add up, but versus a certain other trailer we're going to be talking about which has kind of a similar plot on the um, uh, on the face of it um, I'm, I, I'm a little concerned um, I like the teaser trailer more than the teaser poster though <laughs> yeah the thing is with the teaser poster if, if you watch at all you watch Archer you'll just burst out laughing halfway through uh, just as soon as you saw that, that poster because, oh yeah because there is a reference in Archer that it runs in a joke running through that Archer invented the, the turtleneck oh, okay. and, and, and he calls it and, and he has this whole scene where he explains that that he, he didn't invent the turtleneck but he invented it as a tactical piece of equipment and then starts calling it a tactile neck um, <laughs> for, the, for like that's a running joke throughout the thing that 
and it, he, he wants to always have his tactile neck with him. <laughs> and as soon as that poster came out, I just looked at that tactile neck. Oh Christ! Did yeah. you notice that there was a teaser for the teaser poster as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck's sake. See, this is what I'm talking about. Some fucking film blog out there will have covered that teaser (laughs) for the teaser. (laughs) They will have been, yeah. What the Spectre poster tells us about the (laughs) financial crisis in Greece. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, Go on, then. What else have we seen? What other trailers have we got? Yeah, go on, Noel. Sorry, mate. Oh, um... South Park? Um... A film that looks like an amalgamation of about 12 different films that I've seen uh, already. Um, there's a bit of Warrior in there. There's a bit of Rocky 1 through 5 in there. Um, there's a bit of 8 Mile in there. Uh, there's a bit of the... Well, it, it's funny there's you a bit, there's the a bit of, There's a bit of the... Yeah, but the thing is, there's a bit of 8 Mile in there that isn't in 8 Mile that's only in the video for 8 Mile well do you know what the, the, uh, the sorry really, no the video for Lose Yourself from 8 Mile the really strange thing is uh, South Pod the script first started coming out was actually the sequel to 8 Mile oh really it was really? yeah it was it started out as a script as a sequel to 8 Mile um, and then it got completely fucking changed up and we have the, the film we've got now but yeah when it first came about it was a sequel to 8 Mile there it- there are scenes in the video for Lose, uh, for, uh, Lose Yourself uh, where sort of you see what's happened after 8 Mile, almost, like a sequel. Like, so you see him sort of with his young daughter and he has to sort of leave because he's got a big hip-hop gig to go, to go and perform and stuff like that. And I always felt that that was like, oh, that's kind of potentially the scene. And, and then watching this, it felt like there was elements of that. That makes an awful lot of that's sense. That's interesting. That really does make a lot of sense. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it felt a bit... It felt a bit corny. It felt a bit uh, daft. And it felt like a lot of other things. And then I saw Kurt Sutter's name at the end of it, and I thought, this film's going to be fucking amazing. I can't wait. Yeah, it, so, it, it, it is one of those things where I was watching it Knowing that it, it that sort of wrote, written it and thought, yeah, this looks like this and this and this and this, and then you yeah. get to that and I thought, but the wonderful thing is, with Sutter, you know that anything could happen. That yeah. all of what we see in the trailer could be the first five minutes of the fucking movie. I, 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 I hope Rachel McAdams turns up as a zombie because. At, you know, you see her die in the trailer, and then the trailer says, and Rachel McAdams, and it's just, <laughs> excuse me, and Rachel McAdams as the wife who dies 20 minutes into the film. You know, it just, it kind of feels like that, please let there be something more there. I would think there please. probably, I would think there probably will be, as well as, as the fact that it's Kurt Sutter, it, it's, it's Gyllenhaal in the absolute fucking form of his life at the moment. Um, I, I, I like I say it, it probably is one of my most anticipated movies of the year is Southpaw because of the people that are involved to be honest I'm very much looking forward to it but I see it very much as a Mark film oh yeah absolutely, absolutely I'll take that <laughs> uh, we, what, what else have we seen then anybody else got anything uh, yeah, yeah, Mission Impossible yeah. 5 uh, what did you guys think I'm fucking. This is the one I was referencing earlier on. Yeah. Obviously, I'm really fucking looking forward to this. Yeah. I and the thing is, I liked Jack Reacher. So oh, I adore Jack Reacher. So you know, um, I remember us having a very testy review of that on Heroes, actually. Um, 
because I remember Noel and George being very down on it and me just being like, oh, come on, guys. Come, come on, for fuck's sake. Come on, like, through gritted teeth. But, um, no, I mean, it's, it's crazy Tom Cruise doing more crazy shit, which is fine by me. Yeah, I, I, I'm very much up for it. I, I think the, the Mission Impossible movies are all thoroughly enjoyable movies uh, that, you know, that you can watch and throw away. They're, they're good fucking, they're good pizza night movies. Yeah, you know you're gonna have, you know you're gonna have fun with a Mission Impossible movie, and this looks like another fun Mission Impossible movie, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think as well, even though it is part of a franchise, it kind of feels like in the summer we're about to have. It feels like it could be quite refreshingly kind of just old school practical stunts kind of fun, just because you know there's a lot of big stuff coming like Jurassic World, Terminator Genesis, Avengers Two. Mad Max Fury Roads. That it's just like big, 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 big. This feels like it's going to be big, but in a kind of more crunchy, real sense. And and, sure it, it feels like yeah. it, might be, it might be a bit of a good. romp rather than. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, it 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 will be really fun to, to watch. It's going to be you know if it's anything like. Um, it's like the first and the, and the fourth. I, you know, I'm 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 very up for it. I mean, I really like the third, but the third's a little bit more. It got it's serious pants there. Uh, whereas uh, this looks this looks like it's going for a, a more floaty feel. I hate Tom Cruise like hanging on a fucking plane as it takes off. Yeah, you know? I mean, come on, that's yeah. gold. Yeah, it, it, it's great to watch. He's he's very good at these kind of things, isn't he, Cruise? He's so effortlessly charismatic with this character. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it, it, it's just... You don't get anyone like Tom Cruise willing to do that shit... No. ...anymore, you know. He just... He'll do he'll do pretty much bloody anything. You know yeah, what I mean? He, the fair play to him is great. For him, it, it's it's the fun reason why he's still doing these things. He he, he gets a kick out of it. Yeah, yeah, And you yeah, can't yeah. fucking knock him. And he's, he's bloody good at it. Yeah. Uh, only the one I'll ask you, I did that is uh, Slow West, uh, the Michael Fassbender um, Western bounty hunter kind of one. Uh, have you guys seen the trailer for this? No. Uh, it, it looks. It looks like, like uh, Cody's. I want to say Smith McPhee, but he might be a footballer. No, no, Cody Smith McPhee's right. Is he? Well, yeah, he is an actor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's in it as well. Uh, he always looks like somebody's just told him his puppy's died. Uh, which could have a bit of an influence on the film, unless it is a film about his puppy dying. Um, but idea is he comes from Scotland to the West uh, in, in America to track down his girlfriend who has fled Scotland for something he's done, and then there's bounty hunters after them, and Michael Fassbender basically is employed to look after him to find that... And it, it, all that gets explained in the fucking trailer. It looks interesting, but also it looks very crisp and very clean and very... Nobody looks like they've actually spent a day sort of sleeping rough because this is the West. They all look like they've just got out of a trailer. Mm. It's a bit like that. Uh, and the 
Uh, what was the Entourage uh, trailer? Uh, never watched Entourage. Never seen a single episode. Uh, guessing that you might have to have seen Entourage to kind of get anything. Who from the fuck asked for an Entourage film? Well, I, probably quite a lot of people. Do you think? Really? <laughs> yeah. Asked, I've got a better. Who the fuck asked for it? Who the fuck asked for a Spooks movie? Yeah, that's true. I, I, saw I, that I also watched the trailer about. for that, and yeah. that just looks like a trailer for an episode of Spooks. Yeah. Guys, breaking news at the Empire Awards 2015's Empire Hero uh -oh. is awarded to Game of Thrones. You serious? <laughs> I'm, ju I'm, I'm, I'm just going to leave that there. The Empire <sighs> Hero. The Empire Hero. Yeah. Is Game of Thrones. So the, so the, that so doesn't the, make sense on, a, so on the, about four different yeah, levels. So, so, let me just wrap my brain around The Hero. For a movie magazine, isn't a person; it's a TV show. Yes. Wow. I. I, I that's that's wow. Fuck you, Empire. Wow. <laughs> that's why I don't read Empire anymore. I stopped reading Empire around the time that they started. Um, I don't want to start getting into slagging off Empire, but um, okay. <laughs> um, no, I stopped reading Empire around, and, and bear in mind as well. I get Empire free at work, <laughs> <laughs> so bear that in mind. Um, and I stopped reading it uh, when I realised that there was about, in every issue, there was about 12 pages of games. It was ridiculous. Like they, they, The thing is, they've notice, notably cut down their game coverage recently yeah. and replaced it with TV coverage. <laughs> but now, TV coverage, there's more and more TV coverage that they're now actually taking it out of the movie coverage. Well, yeah. Well, I, 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 I as, if we want to go for where we, what stopped us from reading Empire was I bought Empire and there was an entire, um, I think it was about, it must have been eight or nine page spread on Lost. And I was like, that, uh, what the fuck? And so uh, it, ruined, it ruined my bath. So I was angry at Empire because nice. I bought it to read in the bath, to sit in my own filth and read it, and then it was just all about fucking lost. So it just that was it. I wasn't happy. So yeah, that's that's fucking ridiculous. Um, moving on from that to something that uh, might not be as ridiculous. Um, we're gonna play a trailer for our feature review. Uh, it's a film that comes out. It's out on VOD in the states at the moment. It comes out on VOD in the UK. Um, I think next month. Um, I think the twenty. I want to say the twenty third of April, but I might just be fucking making that up. Um, it is the Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead film Spring. Look, man, you you need to change up your environment. You're the most attractive person I've ever seen. Go out with me tomorrow night. No, no. Buongiorno. Do you remember my name? You never told me. Scusa. You're learning. La donne sono del gelo del mondo. And you're not afraid to embarrass yourself. That's, that's good. I'm Evan. Louise. I've been seeing this Italian girl. She's really pretty. So I only get to see you at night. There were nights together. Must remain a secret. She acts kind of weird sometimes, and I found something that gives me some doubts. Are you really from around here? I'm half undiscovered science, bunch of confusing biochemistry, and some crazy hormones. You probably lie a lot. I've actually never lied to you. Even I'm a mystery to myself. I have a 
have a medical condition that comes and goes, and it's a very long story. I gotta make sure you're the kind of crazy I can deal with. Italian women. The best. I think you could be the love of my life. I don't think you're ready for where this is going. If you're lucky, life probably seems short no matter what. Okay, so the trail there for the film Spring. Uh, we have, as I said, just said there, it's Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, written by Justin Benson uh, and stars Lou Taylor Pucci uh, and Nadia Hilker. I want to say, yeah, yeah, that's right. Fuck it, I'm going for that. Um, Luther um, Pucci plays a young man named Evan whose mother has just died. Uh, he gets into an altercation with a douchebag at the place he works uh, and ends up being wanted by the police for assault and jobless and parentless. So he decides he's going to go to Italy. Uh, when he gets to Italy, he meets Louise, a very beautiful Italian girl who speaks many, many languages and has a strange, strange secret. Uh, remember guys, we are all spoilers all of the fucking time so, Ian I'll, I'll, let, you, I'll let you go first and then we'll come to Knowles. Uh what did you think of Spring? Yeah, so I, I'll say the reason why I specifically kind of wanted Noel on this show is because Noel and I obviously reviewed It Follows on, um, or Shit Follows um, <laughs> on, on the podcast a few, uh, few episodes ago and um, we were talking about how hyped up horror um, has been such a thing and how you know, it, it, with the Babadook and it, it follows. I mean, like, I, I like the Babadook okay, but, you know, it, it just, it seems to be ruining the enjoyment and the, the kind of the thrill of seeing something and that, that has anticipation around it because the social media actually turned out to be good. It's been a long time. Hmm. Uh, I think with Spring, um, I, I, you know, I, I, I think one out of three ain't bad. Um, I, I, because... Spring, for me, I personally, I thought it lived up to the hype. Um, I've got no idea what Mark and Noel thought of it. So I'm really, really fascinated to see how this goes. But I I thought it it was engaging. I got into the relationship between the two, and I wanted to see them get through it. Um, I, re I thought the concept behind what was going on with her was really interesting and original. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it looks good. It is cinematic, um, and I, I, you know, I, I all spoilers all the time. I really like the fact that the ending didn't just cut to black and we had to make up our own minds. Though it actually told us what happened. Um, so yeah, I'm a big fan. Uh, I'm, it could. It, it's the first film of the year where I thought, right, that's that's a contender for top ten at the end of the year. So um, I, I'm sure. I'm, I, I think I'll see better this year, personally, but I was very impressed nonetheless. Um, here we go. Cool. No. That's yeah, I, I, I think, Ian, I think you liked... It sounds like you liked it more, but um, 
I definitely, I definitely got something out of it. Um, I, I think, um, you know, sort of hype aside, I, I, I hadn't read any hype ab- about this. I'd heard it mentioned a couple of times. There's um, been a lot of hype for a, it for yeah, a while. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's the latest. It's the late, for me. It's just the latest where I, I it's, it's almost like I'm, you know, overhearing at a toilet. I mean, I'm having a piss and somebody stood next to me is talking to somebody else about oh, a new horror movie that's, that was a big hit at South by Southwest. That just seems to be what they say about all these these films. So it's the hype never really gets through to me. I just sort of feel like I'm hearing it from a distance. But um, yeah, no, I, I didn't really take that much of that into it. I don't think. Um, and I knew literally not a thing about it, um, which I think was good as well. Um, like I say, you know, it sounds like you liked it a bit more than me, but I definitely liked it. Um, I think there's 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 elements of it that uh, that aren't perfect, but I think with they are elements that I would normally forgive a decent genre movie, and I think that's what this is. Um, I like where it goes. I like the fact that it takes its time to get there. Um, you're absolutely right. It is beautiful to look at, um, and um, the fact that they kind of bother to explain what's going on is is, is great as well. And they take, um, they they you know they do it the right way. Um, you learn that this character's been around for long enough that she started to, you know, she she learns and understands and is able to articulate kind of in a way what's going on with her. Um, they do at one point. Um, they do at one point reiterate that the male character reiterates what's going on back to her, and you could look at that as sort of like, oh bloody hell, that was a bit clunky. But I was really glad that he did because I wanted to be a hundred percent sure of what was going on. I didn't. Oh, yeah, that was like, exactly like, why. Yeah, I mean, he wanted to be hundred percent sure as well. Ex- like yes, that, exactly. You know, so exactly. It um, but yeah, no, I. I, I really enjoyed it. it it was great it was um you know i i appreciate a horror movie that can take its time to build its characters and it you know it absolutely does did that and um you know from the first kind of quick reveal which totally blindsided me as i say knowing nothing about this um right the way up to the last shot of the film which i thought was a perfect way to end it um yeah i got an awful lot out of it it's it's, it's a great little movie uh yeah right um like I say, I, I, I have a thing now where I, I, I'm virtually on teetering on the edge of being done uh, with with modern horror uh, of what we, or what is considered being modern horror. I'm teetering on the edge of just that's it. I'm fucking done. Uh, and it was almost if spring was kind of like that was what was going to tip the balance. If this if this turned out to <laughs> to be shit, then I was going to be. Do you know what? I'm fucking. I'm done with it. And. As a horror movie, it is the slightest of horror movies uh, there. Oh, yeah. It's got a couple of fucking images. It's got a couple of images, but that doesn't make it a horror movie. Well, it's certainly horror-inflected. It's inflected, but I would say that there's a lot of films where you can have that. But as a... As kind of like a a, a romance film, like a genre romance film, I thought it was very, very well-pitched very well shot very well acted and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it I think you could almost I mean I don't want to try like fishing for examples there but you could almost you could almost remove the horror element and replace it with something else like uh, you know 
if she had some sort of disease or if she mm. if there was a sort of if there was a cultural barrier or something between them if he was from one thing and if he was from one place and she was from another you could almost pull that stuff out of it and and it still be an engaging watch you know it is one of the things that I initially was struggling with is his decisions you know he's been in um, he's been in the country or he's known her for five days um, and he's fallen in love with her and he's he ends up seeing what he sees and yet he's still around but he's fallen in love with her and it, it's believable that he's fallen in love with her because he's taken the time to not just take the opportunity to fuck her yeah. he's you know he needs something in his life and you've 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 seen him at a low, and you've seen you've wanted him to get out of his situation, get away from where he is, and all this bad shit that's going on in his life. And she represents something positive and fresh, and he wants to hang on to it, and he likes it, and he wants to keep it around. He's found comfort. So it's initially you might be a bit like, "Well, fucking hell! Why, if I saw that, I'd be fucking out of there." But you know, he's been through a lot and there's this one positive thing and he wants to hang on to it and I, I can I can go along with that. That's that's I mean, fine. To be fair, they also give a bit of an excuse for the more cynically minded as well, where they're talking about the pheromones and say that he oh, yeah. he, he might just be like in Dicks love with her. Just be, yeah, 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 exactly. You know, so there's that as well. Um, uh, so, I mean, it, 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 the film's quite clever in that way. I think it kind of... It, it, it approaches it from all all sorts. Yeah, of it does try and sort of cover its faces. Yeah, you know, totally. To extent. Yeah, I, I also like the fact that, that it's it's exposing a new idea. It's not that she's because at first I, I thought from the trailer everything, oh vampire, and then from the first sort of bits we see, I thought, oh wait, no werewolf. I thought werewolf. Yeah. And then yeah, when it came yeah, out, yeah. it was like, oh no, oh fuck, all right, you know what, that's new. I think at some point when when they started introducing the idea of like the artwork and stuff and, and stuff like that, you're you're kind of and you know what's going on with her eyes. So it becomes obvious when you see the stuff in the artwork. It's like, oh right, well that's her, or it's something to do with her heritage. Um, so you know, I was watching this with Claire, and we were kind of sat there, and I think between the perils, we were thinking the same thing. You're thinking, is she this? Is she Claire's like, is she a werewolf? Then I was like, I don't know. I think there's. There's an element of like maybe she's a demon or something like that, and then once you get to that artwork stuff, I sort of said to myself in my own head, she's just something ancient. She's just something. She's just something other that's been around for a long time, and I was happy with that. Like it was, it's nice to you know. I don't think it was a particularly ambiguous film overall, and you know, as, as Ian, you've kind of touched on already, the ending tells you what happens. But I think there's a there's a level of ambiguity around her, and it's just like she is just this ancient thing that that's been around and 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 is now on a is is now potentially choosing a different path. I mean, what, what I thought was interesting as well is that it's not painting her as like evil or anything like that. When when she initially approaches, she's not him, a succubus. She's yeah, just, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and when she initially approaches him, it would have been, if, if he'd gone along with it, he would have fucked her, she would have gone away, and that would have been it. That would have been it, yeah. You know, whereas, like, it's when she kind of turns feral and whatnot that she might well lash out. But, I mean, like, she only kills one guy, and to be fair, that guy was about to rape her in an alley. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's I, I, it, it, it's just interesting in that concept as well, because you, you do you kind of think it's going to go down that succubus, kind of like all the devil woman kind of... Uh, street and it never does 
um, it's, it's kind of actually more respectful of that character than that. Um, yeah. and, and, sorry. When it has that kind of fork in the road where, you know, where she, she does kill that guy, and it has that, you're thinking... At that point, my brain was going to go in. Is this where all of this, you know, quite, you know, good build? Is this where it all just goes fucking? Rah! And I end up sitting there and going, "Well, that shit the bed then." And it didn't. It went the other way. And it went. It yeah. went. It, instead of going all out and starting and, and deciding, right, here now we're an all out balls out fucking tentacles and everything horror film. There, it went. It went softer, and it made sense. Yeah. I mean, there's there's one other like proper kind of horror image, which is inflected with a moment of humour after in the church. I've got to say, the, oh, yeah. I just saw a zombie doing heroin. Like, yeah. I thought it was fucking amazing. But um, you know, it's, yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, it does that. It goes balls out. And that image, by the way, that I thought that was really disturbing. But the, the tentacle one. Um, but yeah, like you say, it goes softer, and it, it again it remembers it's about the characters. Mm. It's not, right, this is the final act, we're going to go mental and then have the demon uh, made subservient through giving it worms every now and then. You know, it, it's... Yeah. <laughs> it, or or um, with It Follows, um, I'm not going to spoil anything, Mark, but um, having, like, an almost telepathic fight in a swimming pool. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it just... Uh, it, it, it's... It doesn't go down that down that route. It remembers what it was doing beforehand, and, and then plays it, that out. You know, I think which it remembers so good. I think it remembers quite quickly a lot of the time as well, because you know um, what I said at first about there are certain points in it where you, you, you have. To, I, I almost felt like oh, I had to forgive it for going a certain way. I think that the scene with the you know the noisy American who's going to rape her in the alleyway and then she do, and then she kills him that. At, that, at first, that felt obvious, and it felt a bit like, "All oh, right, well, they're doing so much to, they're doing so much good that to do something obvious like that, it's just a bit like, oh God, right, okay, so there's going to be a, a couple more of these." But I think they literally bring it right back straight afterwards, and any time there is anything that's sort of that high tension, they they turn the volume right back down again, and you get sort of. Um, there's a fucking beautiful shot after that scene, actually. That, you know, after you've kind of seen him dead, and you sort of get that sort of long. It looks like they've got a, um, a what do you like a drone cam for a yeah, lot of it or something. The pullback. Yeah, but yeah. there's that sort of where it sort of goes through the alleyway, and you just see that smear on the wall, mm. and that sort of little pool of blood. That's a really, really nice shot, and it reminds you that you're actually watching something. That's 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 quite a beautiful small film and isn't going to start, you know, to, isn't going to turn into a, a sort of angry female vengeance flick. Not that there's anything wrong with them, but you know, it, it didn't feel like what I was getting up until that point. No, I mean that's the thing. I mean, like the first half and the second half feel of a piece, whereas with a lot of horror films, it's like you got the build up and then you got the carnage, yeah. and that's it. Whereas this, I don't know, it actually. It gets quieter it, as it goes yeah, on. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, the final Well, it sort scene, of peaks in the middle, and then it sort of... It gets quieter towards the end, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, 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 I mean, the final scene is just gorgeous. Yeah. And, like, his kind of final attempt at making her fall in love with him and, like, the, the speech he has, I mean, it's, it's really lovely. Even though... I've just got to check. that Was that a volcano erupting in the background? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. mentioned it. Uh, the the uh, the old guy who he was working with mentioned. Oh, it. that's right. He did, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So it's basically she becomes mortal, and then they've got to run away from a volcano. 
Why not? Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, it's, I mean, obviously, it's echoing her um, kind of like a sequel, origin story in Pompeii as well. You know, it's yeah. it's that. But it was that that was a little bit. I mean, have either of you guys seen Resolution, um, their previous film? No, 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 I've not. Right. Okay. That film also has a bit of a kind of a, a random. Well, right. Okay. Kind of ending. And I, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't entirely sure if I was okay with that. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I get why it's there, but it's a little bit. Uh, can't we just have the happy ending now, please? You know. Didn't they do? Uh, am, am I right in thinking they did something in VHS viral yeah, as well? Yeah, no, which, which one they was there? The fucking brutal one with the skaters. <laughs> which one? Can you narrow it down a bit? Which one? The skaters one, where uh, like they're the dickheads, they're doing the skate video, and then they piss off the people in Mexico. Oh, and then it's oh, like twenty what? minutes really? of them smashing about skeleton people with skateboards. God, that felt like it was done by teenagers. Oh. Yeah, no, that's that's them, and that was I oh, don't shit. know. You watch Resolution and you watch Spring. I mean, I, Re- Resolution's good. It's it, it's not Spring for me. But you watch those two and then you watch VHS Viral and it's just like, wow, did you guys just drop some IQ points and just do oh, some it. drugs or something yeah. and then just film that? It, it's so weird. You, you often do think, though, with the, the constant fucking wave of bullshit fucking anthology crap that we seem to be getting out the VHS ones and the ABCs of Wank and all that shit uh, if literally you've got they go up to a director and they go oh you made that really good horror movie will you make us like, a, like, a, like an 8 minute video and they go yeah and they literally do pick something up that they've scribbled in the back of a notepad during fucking gym class when they were 14 and went fuck it that'll do because they are of that level a lot of these yeah, but- those films but I mean, like, but then you've got something like Spring, which is—it's it, almost—it's it's smart, it's, yeah. It, it, it's and it's it's mature, which you don't say for a lot of modern horror. The lot of what modern horror misses is it misses that level of maturity. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it, it's—I mean, it's God, it's a world away from the stuff in the ABCs of Death and the VHS films. But um, it—I I, I don't know. I mean, it also works in Lute Lapucci and Nadia Hilke. Is that her name? Um, they're, they're, They've got chemistry in spades, yeah. and like they re- really work well together. And like him, his kind of introduction, the fact that like the first what half an hour, forty minutes of the film is basically following him around, yeah. and the, like you just see how fucked up his life is. And I, I, I mean, you do, and you do feel bad for the guy, you know. Yeah. I mean, like he kind of, he's got this kind of rage in him a little bit, but which which doesn't help. But you know, you probably would in that situation as well. And then you've got the uh, the British guys. I've got to say that one mouthy British guy. It, he's the it's a, he's annoying, but he's the most realistic interpretation <laughs> of young Brit on holiday <laughs> that I think I've ever seen. That guy feels like they just picked him up in a hostel, gave him a couple yeah. of grand, and said, "Get pissed and chat some bollocks." This guy's called Evan. Evan, yeah. Shot some bollocks to him, and then they just let him fly off. I, I actually thought that guy was really good. He kind of was, but he's just like he's that guy that you've been on holiday in a restaurant with, like you know. What I mean, he's. But he, that's he's the point, isn't it? On a, on a, on a, yeah, no, absolutely. On a different table, obviously, but like. You know, he's that noisy guy that's just a bit like, oh, yeah, let's go somewhere else because I can't listen to that guy fucking any longer. And I, I like the way those guys leave the film as well. Where yeah, they're just, just like, yeah. 
It's yeah. too expensive here. We're going to Amsterdam. Do you want to come? Nah. All right. See you later, mate. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Right. Yeah. It, it's yeah. Like you say, it, it, they're incredibly irritating. But well, the other guy's not. Though. The other guy's quite soft-spoken. You only hear him a couple of times. And, and like, it's like when um, he says, "Oh, I'll get this round," and one of them's like, "Oh yeah, fucking right," and the other one's like. Yeah, thanks, Evan. Cheers, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because no, at that point, like, I really like that because at that point they're kind of tearing into him a little bit and sort of like taking the piss out of him being an American, and he, it feels a bit like he's sort of well, he's, 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 he's he's being had over by him a little bit, and then says, just that minute where he goes, "Oh, thanks, Evan," at the end, it's a bit like, "Oh, they're actually they're they're really good mates. They're having a good time." I, 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 I like, like at the end of that scene after he's talked to her, where the mouthy was just like. You want to fucking play the long game, bruv? That's how it is. Yeah, there's a, there's a great moment at the end of that where, he, he, where uh, just before that scene ends, and he just sort of stops and he goes, I fucking hate these guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. you don't know whether it's a, I actually hate these guys, or it's... Um, yeah. He's kind of he's kind of laughing at yeah, it. Yeah, it, it, like it, it, it is a... These guys are dicks, but they're, they're actually quite a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It, it's one of those. But yeah, like... It, it, it works well, I think, because you've, you've got two central, very good performances. I mean, Lou Taylor, uh, Pucci, he, he's done a lot of decent stuff. He, he's turned up in quite a few bits, and he, he's one of those where he's never going to end up in a, a what you would think, a, a film that's probably going to release in a fucking cinema, but he's going to be one of those that's going to crop up a lot in these he, types of films. Is he the fucking long-haired guy, guy, the, the, guy yeah. in the Evil Dead the, 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 Essentially the punching bag, bag in the Evil Dead Yeah, remake. that's yeah. mind-blowing. That though, oh, that's the right. same guy as him. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, I mean he's, he's been in a lot. He was in a, a really good film a couple of years ago uh, called The Story of Luke. Um, okay. so. About a kid with uh, autism who uh, wants to get... He wants to... He's got severe autism, but... He wants to get a job and a girlfriend, and that's all he wants. Is because he thinks that'll make him normal. Is if he gets a, a, um, a job and a girlfriend, and it's it, watch it. It's, it's, it's a really, really sort of. It's quite heartbreaking at points, but it's also quite amusing at, at points. But he plays Luke, and he's very, very good in it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It just. It is well cast. It's well shot. The writing's good. Um, I like. I just. I, I don't know. I was really impressed, and not just as a horror film. I mean, the thing is, you. I mean, none of the hype in it of the film has been like it's the scariest thing. Blah blah blah. Like particularly with it follows. All of it was just like this film is fucking terrifying. It's gonna scare the shit out of you. You won't be able to piss con- in a controlled state for a month. You know, that kind of thing. It, it, whereas this, people are saying, it, it, you know, it's crossing genre, it's really smart, it's before Midnight, the horror movie. Yeah. And well, let's, uh, before Sunrise horror movie, and it fucking is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and let's let's have it right as well. Um, Jordan's seen this, and, and we were having a conversation about it, and Jordan said, oh, it's not very scary. If Jordan says something's not very scary, you're in safe hands. You're yeah, going to be all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely, yeah. It, it's a, a big old definitely not shit for me. Oh, uh, yeah, Jesus Christ, definitely not shit. I mean, talking about it, more and more talking about it, uh, I'm just like, yeah, this will be in my top ten at the end of the year. I was year. just about to say, actually, I think, you know, I was I was well on board with it. I was already at a definitely not shit, but, yeah, I think I like it a little bit more. I've been talked <laughs> it out a bit more as well, so... What uh, did Claire think of it? 
she she really liked it. We oh, both cool. really liked it, yeah. So we both had a good time with it. She was saying that um, we were talking about it again just before actually, and she was saying that you know um, while it could, while the sort of the bones of it could potentially be a very a, very much a boys' film, a genre film, and stuff like that. It's also got a lot in it for women that maybe blo- blokes might not be picking up on quite as much. So I think there's, I think there's definitely stuff that that's in there for women that I don't know. There's, we both really enjoyed it, and I think we both enjoyed it for similar reasons, but I think different reasons as well. So. Um, yeah, a good date movie, as it turns out. <laughs> nice. Yes. Uh, cool, right. Uh, we'll play you uh, some trailers, some podcasts that we know and enjoy, uh, and then we'll get into some one old, one news. Okay, no, do you want to start us off with a one old or a one new? Uh, I'll start off with a... We'll keep it positive and I'll start off with my one old. Um, yeah, so... I just came back off honeymoon and we went to Rome and while we were in the um, while we were in the Colosseum, which I thought was definitely shit, um, Claire mentioned. Oh, all right, fair enough. Sorry. I just I really was not impressed with it. <laughs> it's a fucking building site and, and an ugly building site at that. Um, <laughs> and it's not as good as football stadiums that I've been to. There you go. Um, anyway, so we were in the uh, we were in the Colosseum. And I was like explaining like to bits to Claire about sort of oh that bit there is you know uh, the prison bits and stuff like that and, she, and I was like but I only know any, I know only know any of this stuff because I've seen Gladiator I'll, I'll love the movie Gladiator and she was like oh I've not seen it so I was like well we'll watch it when we get back and uh, right enough um, I nipped out and bought the Blu-ray of it because I figured I think I like Gladiator enough that it could be in my top 100 films but I want to watch it again to be sure because it's been quite a while since I watched it um, and I'm happy to say it, it, it's definitely a film that will will make my one my top 100 so I don't have to sell it now um, yeah so um, everybody's seen Gladiator um, directed by Ridley Scott from 2000 um, and it's just a it's a great story of revenge. It's a great story of someone who is um, shoved down to the bottom because of sort of um, because of a um, a, a what's it a, a, a miscarriage of justice, let's say, um, and he needs to sort of battle his way back up for revenge. Um, it's a film I used to really like, but you know, obviously, I am. Um, now a husband and a father, um, not to have murdered his own wife, thankfully. Um, but you know, it, it, there's, there's stuff. You get a bit more out of it. You get the vengeance a little bit more because you know, if you've got a, a son and a wife, then <laughs> there's a bit more in there for you. Um, typically, Russell Crowe is brilliant in it and makes you forget that he's a dick in real life. Um, Joaquin Phoenix is excellent in it. These are all things that nobody's disagreeing about. Um, and yeah, it was it was really nice to go back and watch it again. Um, and the Coliseum looks way better and way more impressive in this movie than it does in real life. 
<laughs> it's really true. That's because we ended up, uh, we actually had a conversation uh, about Gladiator at uh, at your wedding, though. Uh, oh, did you? Yeah, oh, this week. Yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> I think oh, me, God, I really like on that. Yeah, me, you, and George were a little bit drunk, and we ended up talking about uh, Gladiator. Um, you don't like it, do you? Huh? No, I, 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 I like Gladiator. I just don't ever need to watch it again because the version in my head that I like. It, is better than the first 30 minutes that I watched um, about two, three years ago and went, I'm not enjoying this. And so I turned oh. it off because I thought, I'll stick with the version in my head that I like. Well, unfortunately, the version that I watched here, um, the other day was, I mean, I picked up the Blu-ray for like, it was in the uh, 5 for 25, is it, at HMV or whatever at the moment? Um, and um, it's the version that's got the theatrical and the... The, the the longer cut, uh, the director's cut. Um, I kind of want to watch the director's cut now, uh, but we watched the theatrical because basically, I don't think Claire on a first viewing of Gladiator needed the sort of three hour version or whatever. Yeah, it is. I, don't, I don't think that's a great deal to um, oh, to not? it. To be honest, it's more like an extended cut just because Ridley Scott's okay with extended yeah. cuts. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a it's a cracking film. I don't think it's aged badly. I think. As we've are, as I've already suggested, I, I really like the CG Coliseum. <laughs> I still think it holds up. I think the stuff that's in there, that special effects, has held up well, and I still think it's a really strong film um, from a director who can be very hit and miss for me. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, a cracking film. It will definitely it will definitely be in my top 100 somewhere. Uh, not sure where yet. I think I might give it a go at, at, at some point, probably work more when I'm in a, a better frame of mind for it. Um, Ian, do you want to hit us with one of your uh, one old or one news? Um, I might, I might just like quit, like just blast through what I've watched generally because I don't, I don't really have anything I particularly want to like majorly focus on. Is that all right? That that's cool by me, buddy. I might do the yeah. same. All right, cool. I mean, I've only got like four others since last recording with Police Academy as well anyway so um, yeah uh, The Pyramid um, latest film by the guy I think who directed the Maniac remake if I remember correctly um, Gregory Lagassier um, who's like Alexandra Azure's partner in crime oh um, yeah so got this but I've not watched it yet yeah I mean yeah, it's um, it's better um, in its last 15 minutes when it goes a bit unexpectedly kind of like mental uh, the rest of it's very very generic found footage and the blonde one from the in-betweeners is in it and it's quite distracting um, sorry Ian what was the name of the film that you just mentioned I was I was half listening and half reading your conversation with Mike about the credits of the X-Files so. oh okay uh, sorry uh, The Pyramid oh okay right um, it's fine it's like 90 minutes long, so that's something. It just... Well, no, it's not fine. It's rubbish. Sorry. <laughs> um, um, I mean, because like, the thing is, the found footage stuff is really generic, and it does like found footage, but then it cuts to shots that don't make any sense, and it's in scope, so it's like, why are you doing it in scope when it's supposed to be found footage? Why would you be shooting this in 2.35? Uh, you know, that kind of shit that like, normally bothers me because I'm a dick. Um, so... Yeah, it just, it's not very entertaining, and it's not very good, but like I say, the last 15 minutes are actually kind of bonkers, and that's something. Uh, the Drop, uh, I actually finally got around to watching The Drop, which I really liked. Um, Tom Hardy, it was like, he was the, him and Gyllenhaal, where the, they were robbed uh, in terms yeah. of awards recognition last year for me. He's crazy good in The Drop. Uh, the film itself, 
it's got some generic beats to it, you know, like, um, there's one character in it. You just know how he's going to get, how his arc is going to end from mm. the off, and I won't spoil it, but, um, yeah, I thought it was interesting, really good cast, um, good atmosphere to it, kind of a European sensibility. I think it was directed by the guy who did Bullhead, so yeah, that kind of makes sense, yeah, so, um, it, it, you know, it's very much about character, and, um, Tom Hardy's so good in that film, but, yeah, uh, Black Sea. Uh, so this is the Jude Law submarine film. Um, re- like solid cast: Stuart McNary, Ben Mendelsohn, uh, also in it, um, among others. Um, and the guy from Nightwatch and Daywatch, uh, which is fun to see because I haven't seen him in anything in ages. Um, and yeah, it's it's solid. That's that's all you can really say about it. It doesn't do anything remarkable, but it's nicely claustrophobic. Uh, it's got again some elements. You just the writing's on the wall throughout, but it's kind of interesting. There's one character does something that kind of kicks off the main crisis of the plot, but it happens quite early on. So then it, it, the rest of it's kind of just repairing from that. And then it, another character kind of goes a bit mad as a, as a result of something else going forward. So the trailer kind of seems to suggest this one thing happens and then it's how they're going to get out of the situation. But that one thing happens and then some more bad shit kicks off because of that. Uh, I don't know. It was it was good. Um, it was directed by Kevin McDonald, who seems to make perfectly solid yeah. fictional films. You know, just that was good fictional films. The Black Sea's another one of them. Um, and yeah, I think that is. Oh no, Iron Man Two, uh, which I like more every time I see it. Uh, I've watched it three times now. I now say personally, it's a four out of five. Um, it is indulgent, but like Chef, which Favreau also directed, obviously, it's also very entertaining in its indulgence. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I could watch Sam Rockwell and Mickey Rourke have awkward conversations all day. I could watch Sam Rockwell dance all day. Um, I could watch Iron Man like hungover, waking up in one of those like massive donuts all day. You know, it, it's a film of very distinct pleasures. But it is very, very, very baggy, and the ending's not amazing. But uh, I, 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 I think Iron Man Two is actually all right. It's not a patch on the other two, maybe. But yeah, I, 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 yeah, I like it. What can I say? Fuck you, I, I like. I've, it. I've made, I've more than made my peace with Iron Man Two, and and part of the reason is that my the problems that I have with Iron Man Three are at least not visible in Iron Man 2 so um, yeah the Iron Man franchise is one that got steadily I still I still think that character well I would but like I still think that character deserved a decent trilogy and didn't get one but um, I've more than made my peace with it there's there's fun to be had in Iron Man 2 um, I think so yeah I quite like it It's it's grown on me a bit yeah I mean, that's the thing. The Formula One sequence is really yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, that's that's great. And, like, the opening Tony Stark or Iron Man kind of jumping out of the aircraft and, you know, with ACDC and, you know, yeah. like the firework hits him. And, yeah, it, 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 it just that stuff's really, really well done. And the, um, the whole thing, the, the, that, you know, the F1 scene as well is, you know, as somebody who's, who's read Iron Man since I was about sort of 10 or 11 years old and... One of the things that always bothered me about the character was how Tony Stark could carry around a, an Iron Man suit in a briefcase, and I could never really understand the whole thing about the sort of 
you know, at one point they tried to explain it as this sort of like chain mail that sort of like fixes into iron, like, and I could never get my head around it. So actually seeing them address that in that scene, his sort of, you know, his suit, his suitcase Iron Man suit, um, was a fucking, was a real sort of like, uh, fucking orgasmic moment for, for me. So, yeah. There's definitely fun to be had with that film. It's my favourite Iron Man film. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I've said it since since the start. I, first time I watched Iron Man 2, I hated it. And then I watched it again, and I've watched it three or four times since then, because I, I don't know why I just really get on with it. It's kind of the one that takes itself the least seriously. Unfortunately, it's the one that's bogged down with, uh, you know, the connect needing the connective tissue yeah. to the wider MCU. I, I tell you what, watching it now... After all that stuff's been set up, I yeah. feel more comfortable with it. At the yeah. time, it was just like, oh, where the fuck is this all leading? Oh, bloody hell. And I think after this, I think Marvel got a lot better at yeah. kind of compartmentalising that stuff and just doing it when they had to. Yeah. Whereas here, it does feel like there's, you know, there's quite a lot of extraneous stuff. Mm. Um, and also... Black Widow, like her character here, and then her character in Avengers, it kind of feels like they slightly rebooted her. Yeah, she's yeah. she's a lot more easygoing in this than she is in Avengers. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, but, yeah, that's it. I'm done anyway. Yeah. All right, I, I, I will take the same tact as you and just fight through uh, the bits that I watched. Um, I watched uh, First Blood again. Um, of course you did. Yeah, of course I did. Um, watched First Blood again. Still adore it. Still think it's one of the most criminally underrated movies um, ever made. Um, it should be spoken about a lot higher. Uh, it is a great post-traumatic stress disorder movie, uh, which people think a mistake is an actual action movie, and it's not. Uh, I then watched uh, First Blood, uh, well, Rambo First Blood Part 2, uh, which is more of an action movie, uh, and, but still a, a lot of fun. But I think we did speak about that when we did our um, George Pekas Mass Marathon, which is a very early one, I think, yeah, uh, for ourselves. Um, I also watched Paddington as well. Yeah! Uh, and what a wonderful, delightful movie Paddington is. Uh, it is. Paddington's fucking brilliant. It, I mean, is. it is. It is. I, I cannot disagree. Oh, it is fucking brilliant. From from literally the the start uh, where we have it, it set up like an old style um, film that a, a geographer's made uh, about going to deepest, darkest Peru it is quite literally a joke every 15-20 seconds and almost all of them I would say there are very few that don't work almost all of them make you chuckle and then there are ones that make you outright just fucking just lose your shit completely can I just say no would you mind if I spoil a joke from Paddington no go for it okay there, still there, laugh is, anyway. there is a scene in the tube where Paddington sees a sign and saying <laughs> all dog, uh, dogs must be carried. So he goes and steals someone's dog because he thinks it has to be carried down the fucking tube escalator, which is... Um, it just... How it's done on screen is so good. It is. It is. It, it's just... I, I just... It's... Paddington's... The, Drunk Julie Walters saves the day. The, the 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 great scene of of Hugh Bonneville, who by the way is 
pitch perfect in every comedic aspect of this movie. The, the bit where he's claiming that he has a false arm <laughs> and the guy's sticking pins in it. Oh, and yeah, he's going, yeah, can't yeah. feel it, just can't feel it. <laughs> it's so fucking it good. Is, I, I, no, I guess you haven't seen it yet, no, have you? I'm not, I am going to watch it, though, because I've heard uh, a few people, including Ian, sort of... Uh, yeah, watch it. Like... it, it it's brilliant. It is, it is... You can tell it's from um, the guy who did Boosh. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. And did he do the bullet, the bunny and the ball? Yeah. It's got all that softness and the niceness of yeah. the first three seasons of the Mighty Boosh before um, what's it? Uh, no Fielding essentially went as is my show and yeah. it just turned it into something where you went after half an episode you went this is shit and turned it off. It's it Paddington is wonderful. There's no getting away from it. it, it the, all I was thinking all the way through it was. Uh, it, 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 make more of the fact that it's set at Christmas because it will make it more glorious and wonderful uh, and then then uh, I also watched a few other movies now there's going to be judging okay there's going to be some judgement here but you have to understand I was having a terrible week at work and absolutely anything, everything that could go wrong, that will possibly go wrong, will go wrong. At work. There is not, a, there is not a film that you could suggest to us that you watch that would surprise either of us. Yeah, so you yeah, go. I agree so with that, I, yeah. went on a, I went on a mini, a mini marathon of my own of watching films at work while I was working that essentially would take my mind off it and show me a world that's worse than the world that was in my head. So I started them out. With uh, 1993, you're gonna get the theme straight away. 1993's Son-in-Law, starring Paulie Shaw and Carla Gugino. Where <laughs> Carla Gugino plays a South Dakota girl who goes to LA to college, uh, and she's a proper country farm girl, and she ends up not really getting on with everything, and decides that she's gonna leave college and she wants to go back to South Dakota but Paulie Shaw who is like the, the resident advisor there convinces her that no that she that she should she should embrace LA life and be more like that and then what ends up happening is he ends up going back with her for Thanksgiving to South Dakota and it's it's the kind of that kind of fish out of water Paulie Shaw movie. Not bad enough, move on. The second one I watched was uh nineteen ninety four movie. In the um, army now with Paulie Shaw. It is indeed in the army now <laughs> with Paulie Shaw. <laughs> right, Paulie it was Shaw. a Paulie Shaw marathon. <laughs> Paulie Shaw um, and Andy Dick work in oh, a... Andy Dick, yeah. he's worse than Paulie Shaw. <laughs> Paulie hell. Shaw and Andy Dick work in a an, an entertainment store called Crazy Boys. Uh, they get fired because they accidentally destroyed £28,000 um, worth of equipment. Uh, and then Paulie Shaw comes up with a great idea that they'll join the Army Reserves and because they'll get money for joining the Army Reserves and they only have to work two weeks a year. I've had enough, move on. There wait, you go. No, no. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. This is the this is the movie that on the poster for this movie, the Houston Post called this film genuinely funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a comedy. No, genuinely funny. funny. Right. 
uh, yeah, so they end up in the army and they end up becoming water boys because they, they, they decide that being water boys in the army, they will never get any action at, at all. Turns out that the only people that will ever be called up to any active oh. duty all of the time are the water boys, and you can guess the rest. Does anyone want to guess what the third movie was? 1995's Jury Duty. It was indeed! <laughs> <laughs> 1995 All I've done is pull up the Polly Shaw page on IMDb and looked at the shittiest ones. <laughs> Polly Shaw uh, plays a deadbeat called Tommy Collins. God, why do you do this? <laughs> um, whose mother goes, he lives with his mum in a trailer. His mum goes to get married in LA, in Las Vegas. He says, Where are you going to stay in Las Vegas? Guess where they're going to stay? In the trailer. So he has to find somewhere to live. He happens to have been called up for jury duty. So he works out, gets himself purposefully on a case that will mean that he's got two weeks to be in, uh, on jury duty so he can stay in a hotel. He ends up wangling a better room in the hotel and in what seems like a surefire, he's guilty case. He keeps voting not guilty to drag it out. And do you know what ends up happening? The guy ends up being not guilty. This film also stars Tia Carrera and Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci, yeah. Yes. Um, does anyone want to guess what the next movie was? 2009's Adopted by Paulie Shaw. No, I have seen that, though. <laughs> it's 1996's Biodome. Biodome. <laughs> which I'm not going to talk about. Because I've talked about Biodome on this show before. So yes, I have myself a mini, a very mini little uh, Paulie Shaw marathon, and I'm not ashamed, I actually am terribly ashamed to say that I actually kind of enjoyed all of them. <laughs> Good lord. Yes. Uh, Noel, are you going to be staying with us for Police Academy, or is this oh, where we bid uh, you adieu? Oh, yes, you've got any other films oh, yes, to talk about? Oh, I've got one more, but I was, oh, just about to, I was just about to answer you, Mark, by saying I'm not too sure I ever want to speak to you again. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just one more, and I'll keep it brief because uh, I don't want to bring the vibe down. Um, I was away from home for a couple of days. Sorry? The vibe's pretty down now. Yeah, it is, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One One day you will all appreciate the wonder and the comedic genius of the weasel. You have you have managed to make the film that I cho- chose to talk about next seem like uh, an intelligent choice, anyway. Um, so yeah, I was away from home for a couple of days. Uh, I'd had a couple of beers, and there was a f- there's a film that I've had for quite a while, and I've kind of been avoiding, um, partially because of the director, um, but partially because you know I've had a couple of negative things about it. And I thought, you know what, I've got a couple of beers inside me. It's a daft premise. Um, so I'm going to chuck uh, Kevin Smith's Tusk on. Oh, right, here we go. Uh, this, I mean, like, I've talked about Kevin Smith many times before, and the thing that it, the thing that frustrates me about Kevin Smith so much is, is all hair in this film. Like, his, his, abil- his ability to let himself down is just... He's just stupendous. Um, I was having a really good time with this film. Um, Michael Parks is, is brilliant in it. Um, what's the guy called? Sorry, I'm going to ask it. Justin Long is, is enjoyably irritating enough in it that you 
want something bad to happen to him. Um, and as you'd expect from a Kevin Smith film, the you know the dialogue punches along and keeps you interested and keeps you sort of you're almost not thinking about what you know is going to happen because you know the premise of the film. You're just happy to watch it roll out with this dialogue and with this script and with these characters and and uh, you know it also kind of helps that the guy is this the guy is sort of a um, he's a podcaster and it's all very it's all about sort of you know going viral and, be, and and doing stuff that's a bit crazy and stuff like that so it's it's got a an interesting modern edge to everything that's going on and then halfway through the film the it, it goes off and not just because of what happens not just because of the obvious thing of you know turning a guy into a walrus the film just drops off a cliff like almost like almost like I've never seen before like you know it's 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 incredibly frustrating when a film drops off a cliff and you suddenly f- feel like you're in a completely different movie. This film does it about three times. The, there's one reveal that sort of shifts the whole tone of the movie, and it is the you know the obvious reveal of of him finally being sort of converted into this um, this uh, this walrus of sorts. And then there's the introduction of uh, Johnny Depp's character. And then there's the sort of slapstick adventure that they go on, sort of chasing down the chasing down the bad guy. It just gets worse and worse and worse, and it it makes me feel really bad because because the first what the first half hour forty the first forty five minutes of the film are so enjoyable, and just for it to drop off drop off the cliff the way it does is just it's properly disappointing, right? Really, really disappointing. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't want to linger on it too long, but I, I, I'm assuming. Well, I kind of know you. You had a similar experience with it. You both didn't you? Yeah, it, 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 it's yeah. That film's bobbins. Yeah, it is absolute bollocks. <laughs> it's just it feels, it's like I think we were saying at the time. It's he. There are <laughs> this film in in another person's hands might be fine certainly the second half of this film might be handled better by somebody else but it's just that old thing of knowing that this guy is better than this and this guy could be a better could be a better director and is a better writer than than he's than the work he's putting out there it's just it's really frustrating yeah I, I'm, I'm glad that essentially it seems like Smith's going back to what he knows with Clerks 3 and, and more yeah. Rats 2 um, because it does feel a little bit like he got caught up in the fact that he had uh, Johnny Depp in uh, in this and kind of kowtowed a little bit to Depp's aching to basically I don't know it's, it's, the, the focus does shift significantly in his favour and, and it's that whole sort of you know Johnny Depp is desperate to carve himself out as the modern day Peter Sellers yeah. thing I can't, I, I can't remember where I've heard that before maybe on air but um you know, I think that's absolutely the case, and I think directors tend to kowtow to him and let him do that because it's perceived in Hollywood that ma- that Johnny Depp is this magical character who breathes magical life into all the characters that he inhibits. I, I don't know anybody who feels that way about Johnny Depp. Uh, Johnny jo- Depp hasn't been good for it, it's getting on a decade nearly, but it's like nobody's told Hollywood that. It's like yeah. you know, it's, it's like every, it's like everybody who directs films and works in the industry is 
sees him through complete rose-tinted lenses that none that nobody else does, or, or we don't. You know, the, the people that I know don't. The thing is, he like for for a small budget film like Tusk, he's a massive get. Whereas now, we're after Mordecai and Transcendence, you yeah. know, it, it, like performing so badly, he's got to do a pirates film. Because it, yeah. it, it's just yeah. it's bankable, and also he's doing the the Whitey Bulger film Black Mass, which I think is out this year, which you know could be the first actual proper one hundred percent authentic acting we've seen out of Johnny Depp in I don't know how long. Mm. You know, so I mean, he's he's basically I think the next couple of years are going to be really important for w- what happens to Johnny Depp's career, and I think one thing that might help him is simply the fact that it looks like Yoga Hoses is being put on the back foot because Smith's suddenly working on Clerks 3 and More Rats 2. Y- yoga Hoses is, is, is finished. It's in past. What, they actually filmed it? Yeah, it's filmed. It's done. Huh? Yoga Hoses is done. It's in past production. Oh, fuck. Well, I'll take that back then. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Yoga Hoses, it was a real fucking quick shoot. It's out later on this year. Oh. This year? Yeah, it's... 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 Yeah. it's, it's uh, slate to come out, I think, uh, September. September or October of this year? Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Prince will uh, probably be concluding in uh, January 2015. Yeah. Should come out later on this year. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah. It's like he made the film before it, before everybody had a chance to tell him not to. Well, it, it, I think it, it, it was... <laughs> I mean, the thing yeah. is... He started. Uh, like, let's just like... settle with us for a minute and let us all sit down with you and have an intervention. Um, but no, you've already filmed it. All right, fine, put it out there. Yeah, it pretty much is, it pretty much is that. Uh, yeah, and then he's got the Alice in Wonderland movie as well, the sec the sequel to that. Oh where... gosh, yeah, that's been filmed already as well. Yeah, yeah. So fuck it. <laughs> so yeah, but I mean, you know. Like I say, and like I've said many times about Kevin Smith before, he's a director that I respect and I want to like. For fuck's sake, I had Ian read out a, a scene from Clerks at my, uh, from Mallrats at my fucking wedding. Chasing you know, Amy. Uh, sorry, chasing. Third time, okay. Um, yeah, you know. So I, I, I respect Kevin Smith, and it's fucking. That's what I find the hardest about this. I need this guy to be better because he, he is good. So, yeah. Yeah, never mind. I, 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 I'm, I, I'm just glad he's going back to what he knows. Yeah. Cool. So, are, are you staying with us for uh, Police Academy, or is this where we bid you adieu? Do you know what? I'll do one because I want to watch Police Academy and then listen back to it because oh, I've not, right. seen, I've not, I've not seen uh, any of the Police Academy films in so long, and I'm kind of looking forward to uh, giving them a revisit because I fucking love them. And like you said last week, Ian. You know they're all under ninety minutes, so it's it's yeah, boy, yeah. yeah. So right, well, thank you very much for joining us, Noel, and we'll no see you soon. Yes, indeed. Cheers, Enjoy dude. the rest Bye, of the bro. show. Good night. Thanks, bud. Cool. Hello. Yeah. You still there? Cool. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, we're gonna play a trailer for Police Academy, and our yet un- as untitled, we'll have a title by next week. We promise. The Police Academy Marathon. There you go. We've got a title already, uh, and then we'll we'll get into it. The city was full of it. Hey! Free TV! Desperate measures were needed. Want you to go to the police academy. The police academy is such a dangerous place. Honey, don't worry. Desperate measures were taken. I'm coming! 
Trailer for the 1984 Police Academy movie. I did, is that the year of your birth, Ian? It is indeed, sir. It is indeed the year of your birth. Uh, directed by uh, Hugh Wilson and written by a bunch of people. Uh, it stars Steve Guttenberg, Kim Cattrall, uh, Bubba Smith, and a whole host of people that we recognise that never end up in anything else uh, other than Police Academy movies. Um, idea is that uh, the mayor of a an unnamed city, uh, it's never brought out which city it is uh, in this first one, uh, decides there's a shortage of police officers. I think so, it's New York. No, I don't think it is named as New York. It's never named as anywhere. Oh. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's uh, as comes out and says that uh, what they're going to do is they're going to get rid of... Um, all of the education standards that are there, any medical conditions or any fitness requirements for uh, getting training as a police officer. Um, so you get a whole host of crazies and undesirables who end up going for it. One of them is Carrie Mahoney, uh, played by Steve Gutenberg, who is kind of one of those, you know, he's a bit of a layabout and everything like that, but he's... Um, he has a father figure who basically says that he's got two choices. He's got his last scrape. He can either join the police force or he can go to prison. So he has to join the police force. He can't quit, but he can get kicked out. However, it's already been arranged that they won't kick him out. So he spends his time trying not to get good at it and also trying to get kicked out and at the same time trying to make Harris's job a nightmare. Uh, Ian, Police Academy, how long has it been since you last watched Police Academy? I've actually never seen the first one. It's really weird. I've seen a bunch of the sequels, but I've never seen the first one. Wow. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's pretty fucking funny, to be honest. Um, I, I, it holds up. I mean, it's basically a bunch of sketches put together. Um but 
Uh, well, I say it holds up. There, there are very, very dated things in the film. Very, very, very dated things. Yeah. Um, very, 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 very dated things. But it has, it's got some smart lines. It's pacey. There is one, the, the, the set piece in the middle with Commandant Lazard getting the blowjob is amazing and the way that ends is just the best <laughs> as well where like it just I did like you have the blowjob thing but I just did not expect Mahoney to actually pretend that it was him <laughs> and he's just like great speech sir and it just kind of like hides back under the cover it just did he, did he like wipe his mouth as well as something I think like, he might have, yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's it's I, I don't know it's it, it, it's just a lot of fun um but you know um, yeah, it is pretty. There's some race stuff and there's some homophobia in it. Even though I do like the scene in the blue, the scenes in the Blue Oyster Club. I, I you know, I think they're quite funny. Um, even though they are screamingly out of date. Yeah. Uh, but just it's more their reaction to the Blue Oyster Club than what the Blue Oyster Club is that I find funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mark, what do you think? Yeah, it's been. Um a good kind of, maybe 10 years since I last watched uh, Police Academy. And I, I've seen, you know, most of the sequels several times, and I've seen this uh, quite a few times. I've actually done a Police Academy marathon in the cinema before as well, actually, oh. uh, where I watched all of them in, in one sitting. Uh, I even, even Mission to Moscow? Even Mission to Moscow. Oh. Yeah, right. all of them. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's, been, it's been about 10 years since, and that was actually I think, the last time I watched it. Um, so, it, I'd kind of forgotten about the fact that there are a few moments that, that like you say, are dated uh, in certain language. I think the racism thing is a strange one, because it's not like trading places racism, where it, it is... It, it's almost part of the comedy. The the, the racism that is in police academy is dealt with very quickly as being wrong. Mm. It's there, and it's you know it, it, it is almost the characters who say the racist things are or it's one particular character really, isn't it? Um, you he is played out as an utter imbecile and a buffoon yeah. from the start. And that the racism is part of his ridiculousness, and he's not a ridiculous, stupid, crazy, imbecile buffoon, but a nice one. He is portrayed as being, you know, off kilter. Not he's not off kilter. He's just a dick, totally. uh, and that plays out quite nicely as, as the film goes. Um, I, I thought there was more of the, the peripheral characters in it. I, I didn't think it was as much. Uh, I remembered there more of the peripheral characters and there being. Uh, less Mahoney, but this definitely is it's Mahoney's movie. Um, I think as they get along, we start to get introduced more into uh, some of the other characters uh, within the thing, within the the, the, sort of the franchise there. So Tackleberry starts getting more to do, and Hightower starts getting more to do, and um, Lavelle Jones starts getting more to do as well. You know, the, the, the sound effects become a bigger part of the films as they go along, whereas in this, they're an occasional thing that kind of crops up every sort of 10, 15 minutes. Uh, they're not as, you know, as we get into three and four, they become constant. Yeah, I mean, how many of them was Steve Gunberg actually in? 
Uh, I'm not actually entirely sure. I think he's in the first three, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it's a it's a funny one. It's a strange to think that though, that, that Steve Gutenberg at this point was like a big sort of star. He was in the first four. He's in. Okay. Uh, and then yeah, then he disappears after that. He actually hung around um, uh, longer than I actually seem to remember he did then. So number four, was that Citizens on Patrol? Citizens on Patrol, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, no, he hung around uh, longer. But, I mean, that, that, I mean the thing is, it is, it is basically a sketch comedy. I mean, like, the, the relationship between Gutenberg and Cottrell may as well just be written on the back of a beer map. Yeah. Um, for, for how involved it actually is. Um, I mean, Cottrell, it's kind of weird. They set up her character as quite an important part early on. And then, apart from being the love interest, that's basically all she is actually there for. You got that bit at the beginning where it's like she's with a rich dad or whatever it is, and you know, but they, they, they never really ever reference that again. Now, the rest of it is just Steve Gutenberg trying to get kicked out, and like you say, occasional appearances by the other characters. Um, but I mean, it, but yeah, I mean, it is fun, it is endearing. Um, you 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 get to like this group. Um, but I, I don't know, I've got a feeling the other films might further cement that a bit more. Mm. Uh, this this does feel like it could have just been a one-off. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely does. It, it's a... It is, it, like I say, essentially when you boil it down to it, it is, it, it's, it's a sketch show that's crammed in together. It's a lot of, um, sort of comedy set pieces that work in together. Um, and it, we do... We don't spend an awful lot of time with with the other characters, so it, it, it's hard to kind of get there, grow. But it, it's there's not an awful lot of story there. It just kind of the, the main story point is the ending uh, with this the kind of uh, the riot that starts. Oh, and the 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 main bad guy, yeah, who is who is actually credited in the credits <laughs> as main, main bad, bad guy, guy. <laughs> which I, I I love that. Yeah, it, it, it's that kind of humour with, with with police kind of. Please tell me, it does seem like one of those movies that was never meant to be as successful as it was. It, it, it just it just caught a mean and uh, it, it ended up being, you know, I mean, I think it cost under $5 million and grossed, like, just shy of 150 Yeah, that's crazy. Which is insane um, for a comedy to, like, like, like this movie to do that. And, you know, that's why it ended up bearing, the, the, you know, all of the sequels that we'll get into in the, the coming weeks. But... It, I was just uh, taken back at how really because I think because I've seen all of the other films and the characters have become more prevalent in, in those films. It's been a long time since I've seen them. I think I had images from other films that are in this movie and they're not. And I, I was, it's it's good and it's entertaining, but it, it, it's very flimsy. It happens and then it's done. Yeah, no, I think I think that's absolutely fair enough, man. Um, it, 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 but I mean, it's fun while it's on. It is really fun while it's on. Yeah, there's just we might get this with the other ones. It's not a hell of a lot to talk about. No, there, there isn't. It, 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 it's a definitely not shit to be honest on this one. Um, 100%. But yeah, it, it, it is. I could see why this one's never on TV. It's always the sequels. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's quite raunchy, and I like the ending as well, though. Like the Sard's trick on um, on the Mahoney. <laughs> that's that's fucking fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and I think it's hearts in the right place. It's just it's it feels at points. It's 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 situations at point feel thirty, nearly thirty-one years old. Absolutely. 
Cool. Uh, so next week uh, it is the Police Academy Two, their first assignment. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to getting, looking forward to rewatching these. Uh, to be honest, um, I don't expect it to get better as it goes along. But I, like I say, I, I can't really remember. They've all melded into one massive Police Academy movie, so it'll be interesting nice. to to get them separated back in my head. Uh, Ian, is there anything we need to? Well, no questions. So is there anything you need to add uh, this week? No, I mean, I need a piss so bad, I'd happily piss on your head right now if it was here. So, um... I, I, I take it and drink it down, my friend. Nice. Uh, yes, that was episode 105. Um, we are doing a monkey, one of the uh, official film rant podcasts. And oh, we yeah. shall see you next week where we will be covering... What will Fast we covering 7. Fast 7. And Noel's back for and it Noel's as well. And back for Fast 7. Uh, so we will speak to you guys then. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Cheers, guys. Good night.